I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Trinities and Neos. <laughs> Switches and Apocs. Tanks and Dozers. And Mouses and Cyphers. Morpheuses and... And Morph Agents. <laughs> yep. Um, so we're talking about The Matrix. The Matrix. From 1999. Holy crap. Uh, are we going to talk about this movie for two hours? I don't know. Probably, but just, you know, it's just going to be like, hey, you remember when that happened? That was awesome. That's all we're going to say. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, because you promised last time. We were going to explain we were gonna it. we were going to explain it to you. We were going to neosplain the Matrix. Neosplain. <laughs> <laughs> so, so first, I have to say that this movie... When it came out in 1999, it was very important to me. Yes. I saw what, it. what is your history with this movie? We need to hear that. Okay. Well, I was going to tell you that. Okay. But thank you for asking. <laughs> so I went to see it at the movie as often as possible. Shay, my best friend Shay, she loved it also. And we went to she see did? it. Yes, yeah, she loved it. I don't remember going with Shay. We were just crazy about it. I know you were. We were. We both were. We were crazy about it. And... Just sitting in the theater and the intro comes on. It was the first time I saw that intro. You know, they start playing the music of the Matrix and they show the Warner Brothers thing and the, the Warner Brothers lot and it goes kind of wavy. Well, I wrote down my very, very first note was... Get it together, paper I girl. Can't. I need to tear out the pages. <laughs> was... From the very first 10 seconds, you know that this movie is different. Yes. Because it was the first time I saw that wavy thing in the in the Warner Brothers lot. You know, where they're showing the aerial view of the lot and kind of a yeah. yellowy screen thing. And it goes wavy. It's very cool. So that's the first moment where you just get really excited. And everything's something, green. Something, and pixely. Something really cool is going to happen. And the score starts... And it should be mentioned that this was so different in 1999. To hear horns mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it wasn't just strings. And I wish Diana was here. She could tell us what kind of horns they were. <laughs> were they French horns? I don't know. I don't know. They could have been. They could have been. I think they were. Well. We'll get listener mail on that. Okay. Sure. <laughs> In some hypothetical future where I'm popular. <laughs> I didn't get any listener mail about the fact that last time I said four times four, four equals 20. 20. <laughs> so I just want you all to know if you're we listening know. to these in the future. We know it's 16, okay? Yeah, I just, sometimes I have to think 
And uh, it wasn't every, capable of it that day. So no, every time we have to think if there's math involved. Yes. So my experience with this movie, I do remember going to it just as many times. I was 16 because it came out March 31st, 1999. And we went all the time. We probably saw it almost as many times as I saw Long Kiss Goodnight. One of the times, the most memorable time we saw it, you remember? The last time. The last time. It was on the It was the, the cheap last seat. time we could see it. At the theater. And we went to the very last showing on the very last day, <laughs> and the film broke. No. Well, was that, wasn't that the same time? Was that not? Was it a different time? Was it a different movie? Because I remember watching The Matrix and we had to stop because there was a tornado and we went outside and it was storming and it was really crazy and we had to wait like an hour for the movie to start again and then we went back in and started again. Well, you know about memory. <laughs> I know. It's a strange thing. <laughs> I, I have the memory that it was The Matrix, but maybe I'm just remembering the fact that the movie stopped because you remember it breaking. It broke and we were out in the parking lot going, Man, that was it. That was the, <laughs> the last, last time, and the film broke. You remember what scene? It, what? No. Mm -mm. Or if we were like halfway? I don't think we were very far into it. Man, it's pretty sad. We literally wore the movie out. We did. <laughs> we did, and I just wanted to figure it out so badly. So the first thing that I wrote down, besides the intro and the music, and the bubbly buildings, and the horns. I wrote that down. The horns. Yep. It's very when cool. music scores for movies changed forever. Yeah, it's very good. So Trinity is in her little bank of phones in the room at the heart of the city hotel. And they show, they show the room numbers. 303. She's, oh, it's the same room as they are in at the end? Yeah. So she starts in room 303 and they end in 303. Yeah. That's going to come into play later. Let's stick a pin in it. <laughs> okay. Huh? Pin is stuck. Just thought that was interesting. Um, so do we need some movie facts? Is it time for that? Sure. So Lily and Lana Wachowski, at the time they were the Wachowski brothers and now they are the Wachowski sisters. Love it. And um, according to IMDb, tagline, free your mind. So the movie has a tagline. Really? I guess. What's a tagline? I think it's like when they show the previews, they, they probably had it printed, free your mind. Uh-huh. What are you saying? Nothing. Okay. Free your mind. And the rest will follow. Ding, ding, ding. Be so, colorblind. So we got Carrie Ann Moss. She's 32. She plays Trinity. We got Keanu Reeves. He's 35. He plays Neo. Neo. Or Thomas Anderson. Thomas A. Anderson. Lawrence. What? Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. Yep. He plays Morpheus. He's 38. Hugo Weaving. 39. They're plays... just babies. They're all in their 30s. They're just babies. And he plays uh, Agent Smith. And then we've got the Oracle, who's 66. Oh, she was so wonderful. I loved her kitchen. She's so good. And her outfit. 
We'll get to that. We'll put a pin in that. Okay. Okay. Um, so some more trivia. Carrie Ann Moss twisted her ankle during the filming of the movie, and she didn't tell anyone she didn't because she didn't want to get recast. <gasps> wow, I'm so glad she didn't get recast. I know. Because she is amazing in this. I she wanted is. to be her shiny butt. <laughs> I wanted to be her shiny butt. Be the butt. Be the butt you wish to see in the world. Yes. <laughs> shiny and black. <laughs> Um, in the first 45 minutes, Neo or Keanu Reeves has 80 lines, and 44 of them are questions. Really? I thought that was interesting. That is. The actress that played Switch, when she auditioned, she was only auditioning for half the role, because in the beginning, her character was supposed to be male in the Matrix and female outside of the Matrix, <gasps> so that's why her name was Switch. That would have been cool. Yeah. But it didn't happen that it way. It didn't happen. They didn't do it that way. Yeah. The Matrix won four Ox Oscars, and it's the number 18 overall ranked movie on IMDb. <gasps> really? Wow. I feel special. Because you love a universally renowned movie. Okay, I don't feel special. You don't? Well, usually that's not my goal. <laughs> to well, love something some, every once in a while people get it yeah yeah so the very first moments of the movie are neo passed out with his headphones on falling no. no 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 trinity is the first scene well trinity you hear trinity you hear trinity talking to cypher you hear their voices, but then it goes to the screen, and then it pulls back, and it's him passed out with his headphones. Okay. And the best song ever to introduce a character, Dissolved Girl by Massive Attack. Mm-hmm. How's that go? Feels like something I have heard, be seen before. <laughs> when I'm not your savior but i still want more okay yeah i got it so so the lyrics in the song of neo from the very beginning is i'm not your savior okay okay i'm gonna have to important okay say that okay i i miss what you said but i'll i'll listen to the thing later and i'll hear it but i'm gonna have to say that no trinity is the first scene because that's the first thing i wrote down and then after that, I wrote down what room Neo was in, room 101. Well, you don't get to see the room that he's in until somebody comes to the door. Right. But first, we have the Trinity scene where she's kicking ass. And the agent comes. Okay, we, we agree to disagree. So the first thing I wrote down was Trinity's on the phone in room 303, and the agent shows up. And the cop is upset because he's going to be in trouble because he sent two units up there. And the quote that I have is, no, Lieutenant, your men are already dead. Well, right after he says, I think we can handle one little girl. And he says, no, Lieutenant, your men are already dead. And one of my favorite things is where she, she's running. She's running to get to the phone booth and the garbage truck is coming after her and she puts her hand up on the phone booth and then the garbage truck smashes into the phone booth and she's already gone yeah. because 
She picked up the phone. And well, then before that, though, before that, the really awesome moment where she's flying through the air like Superwoman. Oh my gosh! So and much. And then she's turning around, and this, that little moment where she curls her fingers in right before she punches through the glass. Did you oh, ever notice that? I have not, because I was always focused on her legs. I was always looking at her hands because she's got her hands straight out and she's like straight. And then as soon as right before she hits the glass, she she like makes her hands into fists, like real elegant motion. Okay, we're gonna have to so go back. So she can break it. Gonna have to go back she and can watch break the glass. Again. Okay, now we're in room 101 where Neo is. I don't think so. Why did I write this? about the song were they playing the song in the background before they even show him i don't know i don't think so because it was you know trinity running and don davis music unless i just wrote that down because i just wanted to make sure and talk you knew about it was the, coming up yeah. okay so neil's in his room mescaline's the only way to fly well first he gets you know, a message on the screen, wake up, Neo, which had no sound associated with it, but still he woke up. Mm -hmm. Because every time Trinity communicates with him from across the borders between Matrix and the real world, he responds as if he's heard her. Every oh, single time. Right. Like like when he had she had to scream at him at the end. Yeah. It's like stop fucking around. We gotta get out of here. She just says, Neo, Neo, and he responds. Yeah, that's good. So are we in the office now where he gets the phone? Well, no. Okay. Um, so first, she writes on the screen, follow the white rabbit, mm -hmm. and he answers the door because somebody's coming to meet with him, and because um, apparently he deals in computer programs for $2,000 a pop or something. I don't know what the fuck that was about. But... What are those discs called that don't exist anymore? They're not floppies. They're mini discs? I don't know. What were those called? They might be mini discs. They didn't look like a recognizable format. It was almost like they made those discs up for the movie. Okay. But I don't know if that's true. But anyway, the girl had the white rabbit tattoo, so he followed her to the club, and that's where he met Trinity. Correct. And she, you know whispered in his ear and shit and she was wearing a corset and then she had a very bony back yeah all muscular bony you know they had to do a lot of training for this movie they're in shape and that'd have been fun to do that yeah get paid to train yeah be kick ass so my object happens with the girl with the white rabbit tattoo her necklace yeah it's like that it's like a bib African neck ring looking neck thing. Neck stretcher. Yeah. It was like an African neck stretcher. It was real good. It was real I good. I want it. I just didn't like her mouth. I had no problem with her mouth. Um, oh, and I think it's important what the guy says to just the random guy that comes to his door. He says a bunch of things to Neo. You're my savior, man. You don't exist. You need to unplug. He says mm -hmm. all three of those things. Mm-hmm. And when he sees Trinity, um, pro my, probably my favorite quote exchange, because 
he recognizes her as Trinity that he's only interacted with online, I guess? I don't know. He knows who she is. He's heard of her. Yeah. And he says, I thought you were a guy. And she says, most guys do. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I gotta take a pee, Britt. Gotta get the dogs. Okay. So then, next day, Neo's at work. He has some sort of random cubicle job. Yes. At a respectable software company. He's uh, getting in trouble for being late because he overslept because he went out the night before. And there was. Oh, he had the bug put in him. Was that before? Oh my God, Stephanie. No. (laughs) Get with the program. Okay. He's in the office. There were two alarm clock scenes. Yes, yes. (laughs) The agents are after him, and he's in the office. Well, before that, he's He's getting getting lectured by his boss, who says, "You believe that you are special; that the rules do not apply to you." Oh, I thought that was important. That is. The whole time, he's very distracted by the window washers. Yes, it's doing... And you keep hearing the squeaky squeaky while the boss is talking. And I wondered what that... There's obviously some significance to that, but I don't know what it is. Squeaky squeegee. Um, and then when... Uh, so Morpheus calls him on a cell phone that's been FedEx to him. And... And he holds it out, and it's such a good shot of the cell phone, and he pushes a button, and at the bottom of it... It's like a little switchblade. Yeah. <laughs> a little switchblade flip. bottom of it flip, just it shoots a... out. Shoots out of the bottom. It's yep. so cool. Nokia. little Nokia advertisement. Nice. And at one point, he says, I'm nobody, whenever the agents are coming for him. Like, why is this happening? I'm nobody. I'm nobody. And... So Morpheus kind of helps him out on the cell phone, tries to help him escape, and tells him he has to climb up onto the roof, or else he'll be taken by the agents. You know, choice is up to him, and he... Can't do it. He freaks out because he goes out onto the ledge and thought he was going to fall. Yeah, and everything in the office is green. It's obviously green and washed out. I have a note on that. The um, in the IMDb facts, it, it talked about how it, the Matrix they intentionally not only did they intentionally make the Matrix world more green, but they sucked all the blue out of everything. So there was no blue anywhere in the Matrix world, and it was mostly blue in the real world. Ah, so that's how they dif- differentiated. And that's why Neil looks so washed out in the office, green and washed out. I love all the green. Um, and then they. this is where we meet Agent Smith, Hugo Weaving, one of the best villain performances of all time. His speech was amazing. We've been watching you for, for some, some time, time now, Mr. Mr. Anderson. And we can wipe the slate clean. Pushes the file over. <laughs> I, I wrote, ASM <laughs> artist. Hugo Weaving. <laughs> Hugo's work with the file folder is legendary. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> he just like very slowly and deliberately undoes the little string and he opens it, shifts it over, and when he closes it for dramatic effect, he shifts it back. It's very it's riveting file it folder work. It was. It was riveting. <laughs> It was very ASMR for those of you that are into that. Well, I was definitely into that. His, just his delivery on everything. I could just, you know, Every... just swim around to take a bath in all of his words. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> yes. 
Very well put. And this is where uh, Neo gets bugged by his electronic device that actually turns into a bug and enters through his belly button and is real freaky. It is really freaky. It looks like a little shrimpy. Shrimpy. A little shrimpy, shrimpy going in his belly button. So weird. And then... And that's the next alarm clock scene because he wakes up right after getting infiltrated by the bug and so he thinks it was a dream. Was it the alarm clock or was it the green phone ringing that wakes him up? I don't know. One of those. Yeah. Well, the green phone is what I wrote down next. The cool green phone. Yeah. With the... the phones were very iconic. They were very, you know, yeah. old school phones. And we can't get in or out of the Matrix now because we have no more landlines. Yeah, unless there's some other way out. Yeah. That we don't what would know it about. be? I don't know. Maybe we should get a landline just in case. I was thinking after watching this, I kind of <laughs> wanted a landline with a green phone. Well, yeah, you always had a green phone. I used to have a green phone, only it wasn't a it was push a, button. It, it was, was a dial. dial. Yeah. So... Trinity calls on the green phone and says, you know, hey, meet me in the tunnel. And that's where we meet Switch. And that's where we have what may be the only conversation that might make this movie pass the Bechtel test. Because Switch and Trinity sort of interact with each other in the car. But that's the only time ever, unless you count right before Switch died, she looked at Trinity and said, not like this. Not you like count this. that as interaction. <laughs> it is. But, so, this movie barely passes, unfortunately. It's really the only mark against it, because nobody's sexist against women in this movie, really. Mm-hmm. It just, there just weren't enough women. All we had was Switch and Trinity and the Oracle, and that's it. That's it. Girl in the red dress. Doesn't count. The chick that answered the door. At the Oracle's office. She's not a named character, though. Okay. There are lots of people of color in these movies, though. That's good. So, she goes... She calls him a copper top in the car. Yes. With the little... The little copper top uh, Duracell commercial. They have that tone... There was a tone? There's a tone when she held it up. It was like a little gong, kind of, that they use in the Duracell commercials. When she, she held it up. When she held the battery up. No, she didn't hold the battery up. It was later that Morpheus held the battery up. When and he... then they made that noise. Okay, yes, I, didn't, right. I didn't know about the noise, but yes. she calls him Copper Top, and at this point you don't know what the fuck that means. That's true. So, the rain in the tunnel. This movie is so visually stunning what do you say i wrote rain symbolism (laughs) (laughs) the rain falling down from the bridge in the tunnel where they are it's just like this wall of water and it is so amazingly beautiful it's so cool yeah and the the rain in the tunnel the the car is a continental it has the suicide doors and the rainy bridge Oh my gosh. I think that all the rain is because at the point in his hero's journey, he is, you know, about to be woken up. So the rain in this, I think water in this movie sort of symbolizes his turning points. If he's in the amniotic fluid. Yep. And they they shoot the rain down from the rooftop so you see it falling 
down from up above. So amazing. They blazed so many trails with this movie. So many things they just did differently than anyone was doing them. And with it, the multiple cameras and the slow. Yeah. Moving around people while it was you were fighting. They didn't do that. It was awesome. That's when, Now we meet Morpheus. So after they take the bug out of him, they go to meet Morpheus. And, you know, just in case you didn't know, Morpheus is the Greek god of dreams. Ooh, we're living in a dream. World. And he's the one that, you know, ushers Neo into the real world and wakes him up from dreams. Yeah, where everything is dirty. <laughs> yeah, everything's dirty in the... <laughs> so um that's where we continue with some more alice in wonderland um uh metaphors i guess because mm-hmm. he says you feel a bit like alice tumbling down the rabbit hole and then he gives him the choice the red pill or the blue pill with the reflection of each hand in his sunglasses <laughs> it would never work that way but, but it, it looked was really cool, cool. <laughs> So, red pill, and you get to find out how deep the rabbit hole goes. Blue pill, you wake up and... Wake up in your bed. And nothing happened. So, which would you take? I would always take the red pill. Yeah. I think there's just no choice. Yeah. So, this is a good time to talk about... So do you feel, do you think about this concept all the time? Do you see the world around us as the matrix? I don't see it as the matrix, but I, it's, it's very similar to what this movie is representing as I see it. Oh yeah. Not, not literally as the way it is in the movie, but. I see it as life is but a dream. La 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 la. And you know. Life is but a dream. Most people are just asleep and they don't see beyond the matrix. I'm trying to be awake. Yeah. Stay woke, everybody. (laughs) Okay. I'm trying to stay awake. Um, We get a Wizard of Oz reference because, was it a cipher? Cipher calls him Dorothy or something? You're not in Kansas anymore. Yep. Yep. That is cypher that's after he takes the red pill and he's starting to starting to trip out man buckle your seatbelt and they pull him out of the pod so you see that he is just in a pod with a whole bunch of other pods that go on for miles just sucking the energy right out of all the bodies yep and he gets flushed and they rescue him and they do some acupuncture shit and he's all bald and has no eyebrows or eyelashes. Yeah. How'd they do that? And when, um, <clears throat> when he wakes up for a second, he says, why did my eyes hurt? Morpheus says, you've never used them before. Mm-hmm. He said that well. Yeah. A lot of things he didn't say well, but that was good. <laughs> uh. Sometimes Morpheus and all of his cryptic bullshit just really bug me. Zion, hear me! Oh god, yeah, it's worse in the next movie. That's coming up. Um, Next note that I wrote, whenever he's awake in the real world, the fashion in the real real world sure does suck. Oh, it does. Horrible. It's like, come on, you can't 
like you gotta make your own clothes you can you know make something new doesn't have to be like sweaters that are all dingy and dirty at the bottom and Holy runs everywhere yeah it was <coughs> very distressing to me very post-apocalyptic fashion yes i don't like that kind of fashion so they're back they're in the real world neil's gone through all the acupuncture and then morpheus takes him to show him to the construct to the construct where it's more important when than where they are Whatever. and that was stupid he yeah. said a lot of stupid and things. it's the year 2099 or somewhere around there because they're not for sure 2199 oh yeah i think yeah. it's 1999 but it's probably more like 2199 yeah and neo is freaking out yeah and he wants out so he goes back to where his thing is stuck in the back of his head <clears throat> and well before that i think it's important to talk about the residual self-image yes the mental projection of your digital self so what would you look like in the matrix what would your wardrobe be mm. slash your residual self-image Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if you got to do the whole monochromatic vinyl thing like everybody does in these movies, I think mine would be olive green. And there would be some subtle hints of, uh, like, embroidered fuchsia roses, just like maybe on the lapel or on the butt or something. There's got to be some corduroy in there. I don't, I don't know if corduroy fits in the Matrix. Everybody's too shiny. Everybody has PVC and vinyl and leather. Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not wearing shiny leather things. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm wearing flowing robes and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Just sort of gliding. Yeah. I'm gonna be a glider. Be an oracle type. Yes. I want to be the oracle. Okay. So he gets. He wants out of the construct. He doesn't want to know what the real world is like. And. He gets unplugged from being in the construct. And Cypher again. <laughs> Your says, favorite quote. He's gonna pop. And then he like throws up some pus looking shit. It wasn't pus. You know, they're drinking that milky stuff. Yeah. So it was a milky throw up. I, I like the the very simple definition that Morpheus gives of the Matrix at first. That it is a neural interactive simulation. Yeah. Um, then the next day he starts doing training and learns jujitsu and kung fu. And Tank is sitting down, <laughs> sitting down to go through all the programs, and he's looking through the stuff he's supposed to do first. He said, "You know, we don't want any of these major boring shit." Major boring shit. And I love the way they talk. They say things so weird. Major boring shit. <laughs> Well, that's cool. So he does the, all, he learns jujitsu and, and Kung Tank says he's a machine. He's been at it for 10 hours. So I think it's important he said he's a machine because later you find out it's not completely, I mean, in the later movies, don't you sort of find, he has like some sort of communication with the machines that no one else does. So it's like he's not completely 100% human. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably reading too much in office. 
Um, then he goes into the simulation where he fights Morpheus. Sparring program fight scene is so beautiful and the music is perfect and the sound effects are just right on. Pretty good. These guys knew what they were doing and I am impressed. Yep. You think that's air you're breathing now? Hmm. 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 So beautiful. So beautiful. And I think soon after is when he is they're on like the street or whatever in that ma that other matrix they're not in the matrix but that other program where he's talking about the matrix and all the people walking by twins and he says something like most of these people are not ready to be unplugged and they will fight to protect the system that has oppressed them or whatever and i thought whoa dude that's yeah. so true yeah there are a lot of people that you just can't talk to. You just can't get through to them because they're not ready. And there's nothing you can do about that. They will fight to the death on what they believe in. Even though they don't under don't believe in it for any real reason. No, it's just a belief they can't let go of. Yep. Why, oh why didn't I take the blue pill? <laughs> Um, and then they talk about agents, and I think Morpheus at one point says that Neo can, can ascend beyond the agents, even though everyone else that has fought them has died, because they are still based in a world with rules. So that reminded me of the, when his boss told him that the rules did not apply to him. Yeah. Very insightful. <laughs> Yeah, right. I had subtitles this time for the first time ever. Isn't that great? Yeah. Kind of took away from the visual aspect of the movie, I noticed. It did? For me, it did, because I can't resist reading. Oh. When there's something to yeah. read, I can't resist it. Well, let's watch it again without the subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> um, I tried looking this up, and I have tried looking it up before. It has always bothered me that both Mouse's ears and Cypher's ears in the real world are really bloody. They're like scabby and bloody. Yeah. And at first I thought, okay, well maybe it's Cypher because, you know, he's a Judas and he's about to betray them. But then Mouse has bloody ears too. And I looked it up and there are other people that have asked that question, but no one has really been able to provide an answer. Hmm. So in so. my, you know, 10 minute search that yeah. I've done a couple of different times in my life. I never noticed ciphers, but I always notice. I noticed ciphers this time. It might have been the first time I noticed it this time, but yeah. It's weird because their ears are clean in the Matrix. Yeah. So it's not like there's some weird coloration thing that is just happening with their ears. I don't get it. An obvious thing we haven't pointed out yet. Neo is an anagram for one. Yes. The one. Are we ready for the oracle? You have something else before then? Well, he goes and has a drink. Cypher is getting into the matrix and he is probably doing something nefarious because Neo walks up behind him and scares him. And he doesn't know how to see the code yet, so he didn't he notice didn't know that he was happening. doing something bad. Yeah. So they have a drink. Tank and Dozer make moonshine. And, and that's when Cypher says, 
I bet you're thinking, why, oh, why didn't I take the blue pill? I just love his speech. Yeah, everybody's like cadence with yeah. the way they speak. Yes, it's, weird. it's so, it's, it's so melodic. Yeah. The whole thing. Which is why without subtitles, it's easy to just get lost in listening to them. Oh, mm-hmm. shit, what did they just say? Yeah. Oh, I was following pretty. the rhythm. Yeah. So here we are at the Oracles, and I tried so hard, and I have tried several times, because I was so excited when I got the DVD for the first time, because I got to pause it and just look at the beautiful shot or picture or whatever it was, and I really wanted to read the number on the Oracle's door, because it seemed important that they showed the 303, where Trinity was, and the 101, where Neo was, but I could not ever read the number on the door of the Oracle. Even if you paused it? Even if I paused it. Couldn't hmm. see it. Hmm. Couldn't see it, so I was upset. So when the, the woman that answers the door, I don't know if I've ever noticed that she said this before this time, but she, she said, you may come in and wait with the other potentials. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh. And then she tells him that he is not the one because he's waiting for something. And so I thought... That was interesting, that it wasn't like it was predestined that he was the one. It could have been a number of people, Mm -hmm. just like with Slayers. Right. So this all goes back to Buffy. Right. (laughs) But um, I really think I got more out of what the Oracle said this time than I ever have. Because this is probably obvious to everybody else but when she told him that he was not the one that he was waiting for something that he would have to make a choice between Morpheus's life and his life I think she had to tell him that he wasn't the one because if he had gone out of there believing that he was the one would he have sacrificed himself to save Morpheus because he thought he was sacrificing himself to save Morpheus because he knew he wasn't the one. Right. So would he have done that? So maybe he never would have become the one right. if he hadn't sacrificed himself for Morpheus. Right. So right. probably obvious to everybody else, but I don't think I ever got it till now. Okay, so let's get back to the Oracle's kitchen. <laughs> it was orange and green. And like was, 70s orange and green. It was amazing, and she was baking cookies, and she had the best outfit. God, I want that outfit so badly. That's good. Was so that's your outfit of the episode? That's my outfit. Or, yep. Yep. Anyway. I'll take. I'll take it. I'll take it. And it was lovely. And she had she had the cadence thing down too. Oh man, it was so good. And the way she smoked, it just was delightful. <laughs> and the way she spoke, oh gosh, her lips are pretty. Yes, they were very pretty. She says, "Know thyself. Know thyself. Take a cookie. I promise." When you're done eating it, you'll feel feel right as rain. rain. How many times do you think about that? A lot. (laughs) A lot. Like every time you eat a cookie? Every time I see a cookie. (laughs) Think of that line. Take a cookie. I promise. It's got Oracle (laughs) drugs in it. Uh, My next note is Cypher being molesty. Ew. Oh, yeah. Over Trinity. Because he, like, was straddling her and like breathing into her face whenever he got out before everybody else which is when he starts his Judas bullshit Uh, and that's when you hear poor switch saying not like this not like this not like this 
Not like this. Get other notes before. Oh man, I don't know where I am. <clears throat> this is my next note. Where so Morpheus got, gets kidnapped. Yeah, they've got Morpheus and Neo gets out. Yes, that's where we are. Okay. <clears throat> so Cypher is trying to get plugged back into the Matrix and he has killed Dozer and he thought he killed Tank. Yep. But Tank came And Mouse, up. he did kill Mouse. Yeah, he killed Mouse and he killed Dozer. And Oh, I guess he didn't kill Mouse. Mouse got shot down. Yes, that's but true. But he, he was the cause of it because yeah. he was setting him up. <clears throat> yeah. So Tank saved the day, came up and shot the shit out of Cypher. So Trinity was able to get out and Neo was able to get out because yeah. they had to go back and get Morpheus. And, and they, they were about to unplug Morpheus because he he's plugged into something from the agents that are going to hack into his brain or something, and it just takes time. They're going to hack into his brain so they can kill the human city in the real world. So they can get the codes for Zion. Yeah. And um, so they thought their only solution was to unplug Morpheus before he could give away the information accidentally. But Neo said nope because of what the Oracle said. He was going to go get Morpheus. Yep, he's going to go save him. And he believes that it will work. And Trinity says, no one's ever done anything like this. And Neo says, that's exactly why it's going to work. It's a good thing to remember in everyday life. Yes, it is. Very good thing. And but she has a good speech, too, whenever she decides to go with him. Did you write any of that down? I did I not. I, did I didn't not. write it down, but... You know, she, he was yes, trying to that was tell, a great speech. He was trying to tell her that she would not, that she should not come with him. And he said, she said, I believe some stuff. Yes, it was a really good speech. <laughs> and I believe if you disagree, you can go to hell because I'm the ranking officer on this ship or something. <laughs> I outrank you because uh, yeah. she was saying, I believe if, if uh, you're going to do this, you're, you're going, going to need, to my, need help. my help. Yep. And I believe that. So I think this might be a good time for what I stuck a pin in earlier. What'd you stick a pin in? Well, I have been wondering about the hero's journey, the, you know, the Joseph Campbell hero's journey, and what are the stages in the hero's journey, and does the Matrix stack up against it? And let me tell you, it really does. So there are three main parts to the hero's journey. One, departure slash separation two initiation and three return i'm going to read this little thing it's like three paragraphs in the departure part of the narrative the hero lives in the ordinary world and receives a call to go on an adventure in the matrix the hero is reluctant to follow the call but is helped by a mentor morpheus the initiation section begins with the hero then traversing the threshold to the unknown or special world he gets flushed the matrix he's flushed out of the matrix yeah. where he faces tasks or trials either alone or with the assistance of helpers trinity the hero eventually reaches the innermost cave or the central crisis of his adventure where he must undergo the ordeal where he overcomes the main obstacle or enemy which is the end of the movie of course 
undergoing apotheosis and gaining his reward. The hell is apotheosis? I think it's like you were just trying to sound smart. Well, it says apotheosis, but then it doesn't define it, so you don't know what it is. <laughs> okay, look that up, he, people, he and got send us some listener mail. He got the magical thing. And then the hero must then return to the ordinary world with his reward. So this is when he does that, because he has decided he's going to go save Morpheus. And when he goes back to the Matrix, this is the first time he's not just wearing stupid, ordinary, ill-fitting clothes. He's wearing his kick the shit out of your he's wearing his long trench coat and his like black spandex shirt and his shit kicker boots and he's ready to go ready to go he may be reluctant to return and he may be rescued or forced to return by intervention from the outside so he is rescued because trinity goes back first and he dies and she has to kiss him true love's first kiss to revive him mm-hmm in the return section, the hero again traverses the threshold between the worlds, returning to the ordinary world with the treasure he gained, which he may now use for the benefit of his fellow man. Which is the phone call at the end. Yeah! <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> Morpheus is in this horrible position, which I cannot watch. I cannot watch the bathroom fight scene between Morpheus and the agent. I can't watch it. I can't do it. There's too much. Because his head is breaking open like... Porcelain. Yeah. Porcelain. His head is breaking porcelain. And the, I, you know, since we just did Long Kiss Goodnight, apparently I can't stand blood on people of color. Is that what it is? Because I don't... Other people can have blood... Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. It but is, I it can't, is more upsetting. I can't watch Morpheus all bloody. I can't take it. And so he's in the room with the agents, the three agents, and he just looks horrible and I can't watch. I can't watch. His eyes are all rolling back it's in his terrible. head and he's all sweaty. I can't and... take it. I cannot take it. I cannot watch it. So the quote that we all think about every day, <laughs> Stephanie and I will recite for you together. <laughs> Where the agent is telling Morpheus, Have you ever stood and stood? Stood and stared. Have you ever stood and stared at it? Marveled at, at its, its beauty? Beauty. Its, its genius. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever stood and stared at it? Marveled at its beauty? Beauty. <laughs> That's, That's really a good, good one. Um, and then he does this big speech about how he's decided that humans aren't actually mammals. They're a virus because they're the only species that uses up all the resources. And just goes in and multiplies and destroys everything that doesn't live in symbiosis with their environment like other mammals. Yeah. And he feels infected. And he takes his earpiece out and he confesses that he wants to be free too. Yeah. Which is a big theme in the in the following movies because he's going through the metamorphosis too. <clears throat> and then, so when they first go back in, that's when I write that he's doing cartwheels. They're doing cartwheels with guns. Cartwheels with gun, the best shoot 'em up scene ever in the whole history. I was bored by it. You were when. Because it was just so much shooting, and I don't like Today? guns. Today? Yes. Okay, I don't like guns either. But I this, wrote board now. <laughs> this was a beautiful scene. And the the music, 
Yeah. And the kung kung. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, and the kung kung when they walk in, you know, they've got these sound effects when they walk in, they go through the metal detectors. Yeah. And he opens up his coat. He's got 50 million guns when the guy is... Because all they do is just shoot until they run out of a clip and then throw the guns on the floor and then get the next set. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he puts the bag through the metal detector. Like, why did he even do that? Why did he even bother? <laughs> just so he could get it on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. It was the best scene ever. And the music was great. And then Trinity and Neo quietly... Just walk over to the elevator, do a little slide <laughs> with the no boots. There's no music in the elevator. Yeah, there's there's no girl from Ipanema. <laughs> you know. There should be. So I always hum that when they get in the elevator. <laughs> and then they are blowing up the elevator. So they hop up on the top of the elevator and they set off the explosive device they cut the elevator cord and they hang on and neo and trinity and that's when we have a lovely butt shine on <laughs> trinity's yep. ass yeah it's a very subtle moment it's good though if you're not lo- watching for it like you're not looking are. at her butt you gotta look at the butt <laughs> always look at trinity's butt always except when she's walking to the helicopter don't look at it then because yeah, it doesn't look does, right it was a little bit it doesn't look right they didn't use seamless underwear in that it doesn't show. look right <laughs> doesn't look right so they get up to the roof from riding the cord of the elevator up while the elevator falls down and it's the best explosion scene of the elevator going to the lobby and it explodes and the door goes out like in slow-mo and then yeah. it speeds up and it goes right into the camera. It's yep. awesome. Which is something that was also not in movies before this movie. That whole time shift thing, which they did a lot in this movie. It was great. Or it would slow down and then speed up again. And it was great. It's like a cliche now, but it this was, was great. This is where it started. It was groundbreaking. It was. It was. So now we're on the roof. Now we're on the roof. She is. Uh, she downloads a program to be able to pilot the helicopter, and that's where we get some water again. So this is right before he actually becomes the one. So then water. Yeah, well, the sprinkler system goes off after right. that, and then they're all covered in water when he goes in to save Morpheus. They can wash all that blood off Morpheus. Yeah, and he kind of and he wakes up. Morpheus, because he's kind of out of it. Okay, yeah, but we're not there yet. Okay, fine. So we're on the roof, and the agent becomes, takes over the helicopter pilot, and then he goes after Neo, and... Then we get the bullet time. Yeah, bullet time, where the agent is shooting at Neo, and Neo bends over backwards and moves really fast, only we see it as really slow. Yeah. And the bullets are going really slow, and he's dodging all the bullets. And but a couple of them just graze his like shoulder and thigh or something. Yeah. And then he falls down to the ground, and the agent's getting ready to shoot Neo in the face. And Trinity, in the meantime, has come up behind the agent with a gun to his temple and says, "Dodge this." Another time that Trinity saves Neo. Yes. Yay. That was a really, really good shot. And then she asked for Tank to download the B-12 helicopter or whatever it was. B-21. Something 212. I don't know. B-212 helicopter. How'd she know exactly what kind of helicopter? I don't know. She's smart. 
So, you know, she does the don't, little... Don't question Trinity. She's smart. Does the little closed blinky eye thing, and then she knows how to fly the helicopter. And they jump in, and they go to get Morpheus. And Neo has this amazing machine gun with tons and tons and tons and tons of bullets that just clink down as they're falling, and it's so fun. And they take a shot from underneath all the shell casings dropping from the helicopters. They're shooting up the room where Morpheus is. Of course, none of the agents die. He doesn't Seemed hit like an Morpheus. Of bullets. He's just shooting up the thing. What happened to the agents, though? Where'd they go? I don't know. Maybe he did shoot some of them, and then they... They were kind of falling down. There was a lot of water. And they... There was a lot of splashing about. Yeah. And they turned into the normal people that the agents took over and died. Oh. And then the people on the outside of the building outside of the room turned into agents and then they came back in but in the meantime he tells Morpheus to get up yeah and he gets up and he pulls all the electrodes off him and he starts running and he's got this determined look on his face and he's gonna jump out of the window into the helicopter but the last minute a bullet from the other side of the wall hits his calf and you get the little spray of water and blood yeah going through Slow motion yes then he jumps out the window and neo says he's not gonna make it he jumps out of the helicopter of course he's tethered neo's tethered yeah so he jumps out and he grabs morpheus by the hand and then they're dangling and trinity takes off with expert flying of her helicopter and drops them off at the top of the building yeah but while they're being shot at as they're trying to get away they hit the... Agent Smith shoots out the... Gas tank. Yep. And so they lose gas, and it's going to go down in flames, man. It's going to go down in flames. And then he lassos the, the tether thing so that he can hold on to it. and she, So he can save Trinity, and she shoots, shoots off it. the other side. She shoots the hook off, and she grabs onto the tether, and he saves her life. And that was the best thing ever. It was a good moment. We should... Next time we go through this, we should rate our moments. Favorite moments? Yes. That because was a good one because... It was what? a good shot because he slid across the, the roof and the lip of the building at the, on the top of the building stopped him, but he had to stand up because of the force of Trinity falling. Yep. Made him stand up and almost fall over the edge. But he had her. And you see the helicopter going sideways. It's going down, man. And you see Neo on the side of the building. See, I could totally pitch this scene. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a great shot. And then Trinity goes down. And you see the helicopter and it hits the glass building. And, and it does that watery glass, ripple thing. Glass building ripples. And, and then Trinity smashes into the building. And yeah, because you see it like you're looking through clear glass and you see her smash into it and it, it just, you know, splinters around her. And it's a beautiful shot and I don't know how many times I paused on that moment. On When she hit When the... Trinity's hanging from the tether and the, the glass is all shattered in a circle. Yeah. And, and she's falling into the glass. So pretty good Incredibly. how did they decide that they wanted glass to shatter like a ripple like that that's a really good idea that's really good they were at masculine it's the only way to fly <laughs> it's true uh let's see i think i've said some of this 
Okay, so at this point they got to get out. So they're running to an exit point and Morpheus and Trinity both get out, but Neo doesn't. Nope. Agent Smith catches up to him because he's got a personal vendetta now. The other agents were ready to give up, but Smith was like, nope. Yeah, the homeless guy that watched them leave when they picked up the phone, he turned into Agent Smith. And so he shot at the phone booth and shot up the receiver. And so Neo was stuck there. And he decided to stay and face the agent. Yep. They're all saying, run, run. But no. He chooses. Neo. <laughs> this is where Morpheus says, he's starting to believe. Beginning to believe. And I thought that he should say, he's starting to get cocky. <laughs> So then good fight one scene. of the best fight scenes. The good. fight scenes, all the fight scenes between Neo and Agent Smith are legendary. I hate fight scenes, and I loved these. Because for the most part, the fight scenes in The Matrix were beautiful. They're beautiful. The sound editing is good. The music the is ec- good. economy of actions, with the exception of there being too many machine guns. But when, there's, when they throw the guns down, that's when it gets good. Yes. Yes, because then they're doing real fighting. You're out. So are you. Yeah. And are are we up to when he dies? Not yet. Okay. Because they're still down in the subway. And they're fighting. They're still fighting in the oh, subway. Oh, you want to talk about the the dust? Oh yeah, the dust. We we got to get to the dust. So you know they're they're fighting. They're rolling all over the place in the subway and. Uh, um, Neo gets up and he does a, you know, a hero stand. Yeah. He does a hero stand where he just, and the music and the sound effects are just perfect. And he does his arms and dust just flies off of his biceps and it's just awesome. Oh, his biceps. Yes, his biceps. <laughs> totally. The Keanu Reeves size The Keanu bicep, Reeves biceps. biceps, you know, that's covered by a padded sweater. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, Agent Smith thinks that he's got Neo because they jump down, the subway car's coming, jump down onto the tracks, and Agent Smith's going to, you know, make sure he gets hit by the subway car. And he, and says, he says, do you hear that? It's the sound of inevitability. <laughs> it's the sound of your own death. And so Neo jumps up and does a flippity flip. Does a flippity flip and bounces the agent off the ceiling of the subway track. And, and he gets, well, the body he's inhabiting gets killed. Yes. And so he starts to run up the stairs of the subway. But, um, Mr. Wizard, I need some help. So, hey, another Wizard of Oz reference, right? Mr. Wizard, I think, is uh, Doctor Who. Oh, okay. But I don't know. We'll get listener mail on that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to start watching Doctor Who now because they're going to have a girl doctor. Oh, The nice. next one. Nice. I, think it, I think it's Tilda Swinton, which, yeah, I'm watching that. Don't know who that is. Oh, man. She's a legend. Okay. Um, so he starts to go up the stairs to run, but Agent Smith inhabits, you know, one of the people inside the subway and... The, that's right. The car stops and he chases him up the stairs. and So he's running, trying to get away. That's when he decides he, he needs a little help. So he steals a cell phone from a guy, 
and calls and they're directing him to the same room that Trinity was in in the very beginning. Heart. Of Heart of the City. Oh, the city. Heart Hotel. of the City. And so um, he's running through everybody's apartments and everybody he runs, everybody that Neo sees turns into an agent yep. because everybody hooked into the Matrix is potentially an agent. And so it's very hard to get because away from them. Because they can see everything that everybody hooked up to the Matrix can see. Yes. And so it's very so The old lady in the kitchen with the knife ends up that throwing was the knife. That was good. Yeah. That was really good. This sort of also, just a little bit, reminded me of Ferris Bueller. You know, at the end when he's running home and he's running through people's houses trying to get home in time. You know, I have dreams like that. You do? Where I have to traverse through people's houses and yards and yeah. stuff. Very weird. What does that mean? Dreams are weird, man. What do you suppose that means, though? It means something. That you have to travel through other people's lives. Well, you spend a lot of time in other people's houses. Being oh. an intimate part of their lives. I and where you maybe don't feel like you belong. Just got uncomfortable, hot goosebumps. <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't like being in other people's <laughs> houses. I forgot. And so, of course, the agent is waiting for him in room 303. Which is as soon as he opens the door, he shoots him like eight freaking times. A lot of times. And so he dies. He dies. He's dead. And the oracle said either he or Morpheus would die, and it was up to him. On so. who that was going to be. So it is Neo, and he's dead. And Trinity... Leans over his body that's hooked into the matrix and says, I know that you can't be dead because the oracle told me that I would fall in love and that that man would be the one. Would be the one. So you can't be dead. And then she kisses him, which is creepy. Don't ever kiss someone while they're asleep or unconscious, okay? Okay. Watch, watch the little YouTube thing. Consent tea. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's what revives him because they can communicate with each other through through the boundary of Matrix versus real world. Yes. They can understand each other. So his heart starts beating again and he gets up. And it Get is... Get up! Life is pain! You just get used <laughs> to it! <laughs> so he gets up and he does some really cool stuff and he is totally absolutely after he has died and come back to life yep he is resurrected he is now the one yep and he moves faster than the agents and they all shoot at him and he just does he say no he's he holds up his hands no and i don't think he says anything he just bullets stop and he sort of nods downward he picks one of them up and looks at it and then he sort of like does a little nod and, and the rest all, of them fall. And they go clink, 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 clink. So he controlled them moving because the whole like setup of what the one is in this universe was Morpheus was saying in the beginning that there is someone that's born inside the Matrix that can control the Matrix. Gotcha. So that's the first time you see him actually controlling the matrix around him and then he does that thing with his arms and the and the and the hallway, hallway kind bows of out. out yeah bows out <laughs> neo padded sweater biceps <laughs> <laughs> it's not a lot of biceps well it's, you know you know 
It's a small stature of Keanu Reeves. It's energetic. I know. This is, He's I, the one. I, I like that. If he were buff, I couldn't handle this. So we got to talk about the kick. Okay. So at this point, the other two agents, besides Agent Smith, are sort of like, uh, something's going on with this guy. I don't think I want to get involved in this. But Agent Smith is not having it. He's going after him. And. Neo does a kick that I have practiced since this came out in 1999. Yeah, you started doing Tai Chi just so you could do this I kick. just don't know. <laughs> that could be true, because I started Tai Chi in 2003. So and after my, the, the last movie, which was 2003. Okay. But I, I, and my most exciting part about learning Tai Chi was learning the kicks. Yep. I wanted to learn the kicks. And everybody says, and I'm not bragging, because I really want to do the kicks and I want to do them well. I kick higher and longer than anybody else in Tai Chi because I want it so badly. <laughs> I want it so bad. Because he, he kicks Agent Smith as he's coming towards him. In slow-mo! And then he just sort of, like takes his leg back around real high and slow to the side and then puts it down and you're like what's going on with this dude something's happening he's going through a metamorphosis he's like a beautiful butterfly look i'm a beautiful butterfly (laughs) so then he starts you know that's when the fighting is the best because he just is so nonchalant he's like oh i don't even need to I yeah. have ascended beyond this fight. And I don't I even put, need to think about it anymore. I put one hand behind my back. And I turn to the side and you're not even worth me I'm fighting even, you with two hands. I'm not even looking at you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was pretty good. It was good. And that's basically it. I mean, this is a very short fight scene. Basically, Ace Smith comes at him. He does a little... He does the kick. He, thing. he does some little hits to the side. But after he kicks him, Agent Smith slides down the hallway, and then he stands up, and that's when Neo runs at him and embodies the agent and breaks him apart from the inside. Goes inside him and breaks him open into a million pieces. And you see his face as it's broken off from his body, the agent, screaming as it goes down the hall towards the other agents, and they just say, yo, dude, I'm out of here. They just look at each other and run. (laughs) I'm out of here. And that's when, because um, the whole time, this whole last fight scene and before, they didn't tell Neo, but the Sentinels were coming to the ship in the real world, and they had to get him out before they could unleash the, the EMP. Yeah. So this is all very nerve-wracking, because the phone's ringing the whole time, and he's, like, you know, ascending and shit, but they need to get the fuck out of there, so he needs to, like, get over all his uh, Jesus posturing. So Trinity's just yells Neo really loud, which he shouldn't be able to hear, but, but he, he does. does. And he goes to the phone and he gets out just in time, although not really just in time, because the Sentinels were already inside the ship, so they were fucking up all their shit. Yeah, well, they know how to fix it. Fucking up all their shit. And so, yeah, and then he wakes up and they flip the EMP and they kiss for real with him awake this time. Yeah. And then the quote, the quote that we played at the very beginning. Shall we read it for you now? Yes, you you should, because you wrote it down. So, Neo is, you see, you hear his his voice over at the end after the kiss. 
And he says, I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future, and I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone. You see him in a phone booth. I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls. Without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. And then he hangs up the phone and you hear, come on! The band, appropriately named Rage Against the Machine. And I would sit in the theater and after he would say, a world where anything is possible. And then Rage Against the Machine would come on and I would feel so energized. Yep. Like I could walk out of the theater and absolutely be able to fly. Yeah. I was ready. I felt so great. That's the best. The best whenever you leave a theater and you're just like strutting out of the theater. I can fly. Like you've changed. You're different now. I felt... So, and I'm sure that's why I love this movie, was that, oh, we're, all the things we just mentioned, plus feeling like I could fly when I walked out of there. Yeah. Don't sing the R. Kelly song. Don't do it. I wasn't about to, but now I kind of <laughs> feel like I should. I believe I can fly. You love that song so much. I believe I can touch the sky. A Think world about it every night and day. Spread my wings and fly away. Okay, that is enough. If you of want that. to download any R. Kelly songs, please do so illegally because he should not receive any money for anything because he's a terrible pedophile. Okay. I concur. <laughs> so that was pretty good because, you know, it's it's the whole hero's journey thing again. You know, the end of the movie is a call to action and it brings it back to you. You know, I think every day we can try to make sure we're looking beyond the matrix where we go from there is a choice I leave to you everything is about choices and I almost feel like we should talk about the other movies because red pill blue pill yeah what other movies oh that matrix 2 and 3 <laughs> yeah. oh my god I, I don't know why you have bad feelings towards them because they're also very good they're harder <laughs> to understand but it's all about choices. It's all about philosophy. You know, they've written lots of books on the Matrix and philosophy. I want to read them. I haven't read any of them. Well, you should and give me a synopsis. Okay. Okay. So are we ready for ratings? Not yet. Okay. So I would sit in the theater and they would, you know, the first thing that Rage Against the Machine sings is, come on. And then, you know... Neo is shooting off. He flies off away from the phone booth, you know. Which like is a little much. It's a little much, but it, it reinforces a world where anything is possible. Yeah. And so they sing, come on, and then they sing a little bit more, and then they go, wake up. <laughs> I love that, because we all just got to wake up, man. We do. We do. Say it, Stephanie. Stay woke, people. Stay woke. Stay woke. <laughs> Stay woke.
and then and it is something you constantly have to do you know you you don't wake up you don't just wake up like in the matrix unfortunately you have to constantly stay fight, awake fight against fight to stay awake yep gotta fight to stay awake and then Marilyn Manson sings rock is dead and of course I'm sitting in the theater every single time that I see this movie through every single moment of the credits because I'm so happy and I feel so good. Don Davis did the music soundtrack on this. It was amazing. It was amazing. Sound effects, amazing. The best way to experience the Matrix soundtracks, in my opinion, is to play Mario Kart on mute. Always on mute. You don't want to hear those sounds. They're bad. And listen to the Matrix soundtracks on shuffle or in order your choice. The choice is up to you. Exactly. Because, uh, but you, it may be not advisable to listen to the Matrix soundtrack while you're driving down the highway. Yeah, you might get a speeding ticket. <laughs> yeah. Be bad. The agents will come after you. They will. <laughs> so now we're ready for ratings. Okay. So your quote is that whole thing you just read? Oh, golly. What's the favorite quote? Well, I certainly don't use that quote in my everyday life. You know, he's going to pop. I use that in my everyday life. Have, Have you, you ever, ever stood and stared at it, at it and marveled at its beauty? I use that all the time. Take a cookie. I hear that in my head all the time. Your men are already dead. I think that in my head. Major boring shit. I think Major that in my head. Shit. Major boring shit. <laughs> and when Tank sits in his chair and says... You know, make sure your seats and tray tables are in there, full upright <laughs> position. And it must be kind of weird for them that were born natively because they don't ever get to experience the Matrix. At least the people that have woken up get to go back and wear nice clothes. <laughs> That's true. They just have to wear dirty. And they get to eat steak. Yeah. Even if it's fake steak. Fake steak. Fake steak. Fake steak. Um, let's see. What else do we need to say? Quote. Quote. What's your quote? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I looked through all of the ones that I wrote down and I don't feel like any of them are my quote. Well, it's gotta be the stared at it, marvelous beauty. Yeah, it's, it's gotta be that. It's just everything that Agent Smith said and the way that he said it. That's my quote. Um, most valuable player? Trinity. Yep, me too. Outfit, I, I don't think I have. I think it was just the outfit of the girl with the right white rabbit tattoo. I think okay. it was just that. I've got the Oracle's outfit in the kitchen. Green. Okay. It's like a was it like a flowery dress? It was a flowery dress with panels. It was a green and yellow flowery dress with green satin panels like on the side. Was there an apron? Possibly. She was, she was wearing an apron. I do so love my aprons. Yeah. Yeah. And your what's your your object is the phone. And mine's the necklace that the white rabbit chick was wearing. My object is the phone. The green phone. Is that my object? Well, you said it earlier, but if there's something else. Oh yeah, there's something else. I want the the car. The continental suicide door. Okay. Car. Okay. I want that car. 
be a Jay Leno. And you'd have a bunch of cars? Yes, I would. Really? Yes, I would. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, are we ready for 5x5? Five 5x5. By five? Five by five. Okay. What's yours? How, how am I rating? What do you mean? Well, is there any movie you love more than this movie? Is this your absolute all-time favorite movie? I can't say that it is, because I don't want to watch it over and over. Well, yeah, but I've already seen it over and over. But now that I've finally forced myself to watch it again, I want to see it again. I'm going to have to give it a five. How long has it been since you watched it? Long time. Why? Were you afraid it wasn't going to be as good? Maybe. Were you disappointed at all? Obviously no. not, since you gave it a five. Um, Because there wasn't enough women, and it could have had more jokes, I'll give it a four. That was very funny. When? It was a funny. Sniper was hilarious. So, 5 times 4 is 20. Yes, it is. 5, 10, 15, 20. Yep. See? 20. Yep. <laughs> okay. We survived. You got anything else? I got nothing. All right. <laughs> okay. We did it. Oh, we got to figure out what the homework is for two weeks. Homework. Hold, please, while we consult our list. Okay. So, I have talked Mom into... Your homework for two weeks from now is to watch the other two Matrix movies. And keep an open mind, because they're not as bad as you remember them. I think they are. I think that I'm going to prove you and everyone else wrong. Okay. okay. Go for it. <laughs> All right. So that's your homework. Thanks for listening. Thank you. you. Um, I guess I should do, you know, I should say something about how you can contact me and shit because I never do that. Yeah, you should. And by the way, this is Mixtress Ray. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't even introduce ourselves in this <laughs> one. <laughs> and I am Mixtress Ray's mom. Yep. So if you want to contact me on the internet, you can send me a letter, mixtressradio at gmail.com. Mixtress, M-I-X-T-R-E-S-S. -S. Radio spelled the normal way. Com. And then you can send me money if you really want to. Do it. PayPal.me slash Mixtress Ray. M-I-X-T-R-E-S-S-R-A-E. And you could also become a patron, which after this summer is over, I'm still going to do movie reviews and hopefully I'll be able to talk mom into doing it too. You sometimes. better know it. So if you can th stand it, those episodes will only be available for my patrons. So if you want to become a patron, it's at least a dollar a month. That's all you have to do. So that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Which I did not know how to spell. Dot com slash Mixtress Ray. M-I-X-T-R-E-S-S-R-A-E. Thank you for listening. See you in two weeks. Watch the other two Matrix movies. Bye. Hasta la sayonara.